Gosh dang it, fish. I wish I could live in your world for like five minutes. Welcome to Bushwhacking, where we bushwhack. I'm Jack. And I'm Fish. And today we have a a very, I I say a very episode all all the time. A very episode. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, but I've been excited about this. It's something I've thought about for years and years and years. Uh, And a lot of it comes from shows like Last Man on Earth or Castaway. I Am Legend. I Am Legend. The thread that connects all of these enterprises is, it, what if you were the last person on Earth? What would you do? What would happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and I I really love this because y- you can just do whatever you want um, with no rules, no social uh, pressure on, on anything because yeah. no one cares. Everyone's mm-hmm. dead. Yeah, we'll explore the fun facts of it. I kind of want to explore some maybe serious facts about it, but it'll be fun. But before we dive into if you were the last person on Earth, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to, whether it be Spotify or Google or Apple or what have you. Um, See if we can get a wave of algorithmic momentum. Yeah. Just subscribe, please. It really will help to drive this podcast forward so that bushwhacking can spread the joy around the world. Please share with your friends and your family, and please comment. If you don't like what we do, tell us. We'd like to hear. Right now, we're just getting (laughs) crickets. We're not getting nothing. I'm still sour about the. I'm still sour about the spooky king. Believe yeah, it or yeah. not, I've actually been listening to spooky music already. Uh, getting ready for next year? Oh, next year. <laughs> this year. <laughs> this year. Yeah. Enough of that. All but- right. And with that, let's get to the bushwhack. Every time. Very good. All, All right. right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So some of my just favorite things about the show Last Man on Earth. Mm-hmm. You have this guy and... He just goes absolutely crazy. He right. he stops, you know, he he drives wherever he wants, he parks wherever he wants. He he does car bowling alley. <laughs> um <laughs> he falls in love with a mannequin. You know, he all sorts of kooky wacky stuff. <laughs> um and so uh, of course we want to talk about what what wacky kooky stuff we're going to do. Um, but something I, I really thought was interesting about that show is he's not actually the last person on earth. Mm-hmm. Someone else comes in right. and one of the main, the first arguments that they have is about parking because she wants to park in the parking spots <laughs> and he d- doesn't care. Cause he's like, we're the last, we're the only people on earth. Why, mm-hmm. why are you following rules? Mm-hmm. And she, she had this point where. That's what makes us human is rules and structures. Mm-hmm. And if we're, if we're not going to be civil, we're no different than animals. Mm-hmm. So I, I also want to go into that. But uh, just to open it up, um, just the blanket question, <laughs> what would you do? 
you wake up and there's suddenly no people on earth all right well let's see here let's go into the world of jack so i actually didn't think about this question seriously until you brought it up as the topic for this week and it was kind of interesting because I think after my crying and my sobbing of missing my family and being the last person on earth and being all alone, <laughs> I don't. I think that would finally once I finally would sink into the fact that this is life now. I think my first few months, maybe even years, would just be full of debauchery and <laughs> just chaos. Um, I think I would do something similar to what he does in the show. I've only seen up to the first season of Last Man on Earth, but I feel like I would do something similar where, but instead of like filling up a tiny pool full of alcohol, I would get just soft drinks. I was thinking energy drinks, but I also was kind of scared of like a caffeine overdose. Yeah. <laughs> Because if I just put a bunch of like bangs and <laughs> Red Bulls just in a little ten thousand milligrams of caffeine, <laughs> I probably would have fun with it too. And I'd probably line them up all around the pool and get a BB gun and then shoot each one individually so that they're all falling into the pool and like slowly filling it up or something that's like fun. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, so that's funny because I I remember a long time ago one of your dreams was to fill up a pool with Dasani drinking water. Oh, yeah. I would totally do that. <laughs> Just like a, a crystal clear pool of drinking water. Yeah. So... But why why would you want to do that? That's That was always struck me as a funny desire. Well, one thing is because as a kid, and I grew out of this, but confession time, as a kid, I would drink the pool water unashamed that's gross yeah it is gross and i was like <laughs> i was like maybe nine when i realized like wait a minute if i pee in the pool that must mean other people do <laughs> oh gross <laughs> when when your circle becomes larger than just yourself and you yeah. start realizing there's other people in the pool too once i realized the the concept of osmosis and that the spreading goes throughout the entire pool. Then I was like, you know what? This is gross. I'm wait, wait, stop. wait, 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 wait. So you would pee in the pool and then you would drink the water? Oh, yeah. I, I like, I would do that, but not knowingly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would drink it and then like forget about it. And then I would, or I would yeah, go to yeah. the bathroom and then forget about it and drink it. But it wouldn't be like this. Like I'm putting my face to the pool while I'm outside of it. And no, yeah. I didn't do that. What, what would happen is like. I'm swimming and I got my mouth open when I'm like trying to breathe and there would be water in my mouth that would just perchance get in my mouth and then I would swallow it yeah. instead of spit it out. I had a really bad habit of kind of having a mouth breather mouth when I was a kid. Yeah. I didn't learn to breathe <laughs> through my nose until I was 14. <laughs> I still don't breathe out of my nose. <laughs> mouth breather. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But the reason why Dasani was such a big thing. It doesn't have to be Dasani. It could be Arrowhead. It can, it can be just any filtered water that is meant for drinking. I had a dream of swimming in like an ice cold pool like that, where the water is completely filtered and I am the only one swimming in that pool. Yeah. And I would have taken a shower right before. I would have made myself like squeaky clean, but not taste like soap. So that way, when I go into the water and as I'm swimming, 
if it gets in my mouth, I can drink without shame because it will be fully hydrating and no chlorine poison or nothing like that. Right. And that was the concept. Yeah. Um, actually, I think I will do that. I mentioned that. <laughs> I'll clean the pool or find a different pool. I'll have an energy drink pool and I'll have a Dasani pool. <laughs> what is it about pools that so captivate the human mind? I, I ask this question to lots of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and almost always there's some pool related thing. You know, fill a <laughs> pool full of Orbeez or fill a pool full of Jello, or, or, you know, <laughs> there, there's, uh, one uh, that I I was sort of thinking of is creating a putting a bunch of bath salts in a pool and making a, a sensory deprivation pool. Oh jeez! And then sleeping in there. Oh my gosh! That would be sweet. But what what is it about crazy. pools? I don't, I don't know. I think the combination of luxury and just waste is something that just attracts the mind i don't know why either it's true because pools are sort of like you're you got to be the upper crust to have a pool right and even if you don't think you are like you are to the rest of the world if you have a pool even if it's the smallest pool in your neighborhood you you've you've made it privilege yeah (laughs) so that's what i would do first and i probably would go to the salt flats and find the fastest car that I it wouldn't be stealing by this point because no one owns it anymore because of that, course. Pers- that person does not exist anymore. Right. I I exist. I am there. I am the only one. You are the ruler of the planet. Well, I don't know about that. I think the planet is more the ruler of me but <laughs> at a certain point. <laughs> yeah. But I would do that on the salt flats just because that will be pretty fun to do. I'm not much of a speed demon myself, but... You'll see what happens later. After that, I probably would fulfill my lifelong dream. Like, I probably would do some more stuff in between, but I don't have any specifics on what I would do. I would need those months to think of some crazy crap to do. Um, But there would be a point where for the majority of my time, I would want to wander and literally bushwhack around the country. I would probably get, like, if I did have a vehicle, I probably would get, like, a Jeep or something rugged like that. Yeah. Um, Or probably just a horse. I probably would get animals, like a horse to travel on, and I would go through the wooded areas. That way, all the towns and stuff for the years to come would deteriorate, and nature would run its course, and nobody would be there to, like, tame it at all, so it would just start to build over our societies like it does in i am legend right so i'd let that happen um and then just kind of wander around fishing and hunting and yeah literally living off the land one probably because i wouldn't be able to have a choice after a few months the dams would die down no electricity would happen you know but then after that by the time i feel like my body's about to drain I'm about to go. I'd get myself an F-22 Raptor. Nice. <laughs> and before before I get the Raptor, though, I would be studying a lot about drones and programming. Yeah. And I would go to an airbase or multiple airbases, and I would program drones for these planes. Oh. 
except for one F-22. Which you want to pilot. Which I would pilot. Nice. <laughs> I would learn how to pilot it, and that would be my weapon. And I would load it up with missiles and with ammo, and I would learn how they all work. I'd get one of those fancy helmets where you just look and they're dead. And then <laughs> those things are scary, yeah, that, too. Yeah. Um, and then I would launch all of those fighter jets that I programmed <laughs> from a different air base, and I'd paint them all red. And then I'd oh, paint mine blue. So you're, you're doing dogfighting. Ace combat IRL, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Screw you, Oculus. I got the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the uh, thing. How disappointing would it be when the first drone shoots you down? I wouldn't be disappointing at all. <laughs> There'd, that'd be game over. Yeah. That'd be it. That would be, that would be, that would be me dying on the grid. That's me going out in a blaze of glory. But yeah. if I won, because I would, I would put them on very hard difficulty, but not ace difficulty. If yeah. you've played ace combat, you know exactly what I mean. <laughs> I put them on very hard difficulty, and it probably would be different with all the G's and stuff because you're actually feeling them. Um, but yeah, because if I lose, that's it. You know, I could always eject if I make it that far and then try again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> find a different f-22 or, i don't know how many how many f-22s are there in the world um well there's gotta be there's at least 10 uh, <laughs> <laughs> i only yeah. need 10 chances <laughs> if i if i made it 10 times in a plane and got shot down every time but ejected in time <laughs> every time that's a feat in its own. Yeah. That's the only good. shame is that there's no one else alive for me to brag about that to. Yeah. I was shot down nine times. It only took me ten to get those pesky reddies. <laughs> that's good. But if I won, then I would land, and I don't know how I'd die. Honestly, it's kind of dark to think about that that would be my way to go. Like my <laughs> yeah. assisted way of dying. Yeah. But I think by that time, if I knew my body was like clunking out and the farm already had a price listed and i was about to buy it that's how i'd want to go yeah what about you yeah so that's interesting so all right my question before i answer mine because my mind depends on what you think about this um what how easy would it be for me just regular old uh, phd in engineering dude <laughs> to <laughs> learn how to fly an airplane like just a regular old air airplane uh, one that can get across the atlantic hmm and and i don't Seeing have charles, i don't have the internet so charles Lindbergh got over the atlantic and uh or was it amelia Earhart? one of those two went over the atlantic with a prop plane right i think so yeah you'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> uh, prop planes are pretty easy then Honestly, they are. They, I'm not a pilot, but I have, I took like, <laughs> I took a crash course. <laughs> <laughs> it was a literal crash course where it teaches you how to like, on a Cessna 172, it teaches you where the throttle is and where the, where the mixture uh, pump is or whatever to where you can make the mixture lean or rich. Um, right. And it shows you how to use the yoke and the rudder. And it basically tells you how to land a plane should the pilot 
like clonk out like a hatchet basically yeah um it's not really that it wouldn't be that tough to learn your biggest trouble would be learning how to read instruments should it be dark or cloudy right that's the biggest part it's called uh, ifr versus vfr ifr instrument visual uh reference and vfr or something i can't remember it's ifr and oh goodness i can't believe i basically instrument rating instrument like you're reading the instruments to fly vfr visual flight reference yeah. where you're flying with what you see yeah and that's the part that makes or breaks like a private licensed pilot versus a commercial pilot is because you got to learn how to read those instruments. So if you learn those, you'll be fine. Okay. But if you if not, then you're going to have to learn how to fly through the dark. Well, that's good. Okay. So now that I can get across the ocean, uh, I'm going to sleep on top of the, the pyramids. Okay. <laughs> I, I I want to sleep. The trick the trick is to sleep with the pyramid point in your mouth. <laughs> I don't know if it's that pointy. I think I think there's like a little bit of a platform on top. Oh, I think you underestimate the pointiness of the pyramids. <laughs> I've never I've never I don't, does anyone have a reference on how pointy these pyramids are? <laughs> it's a pyramid. It comes to a point. It's not a cube. Otherwise it'd be like a rhombus cube yeah yeah but i mean it they're pretty old like it might have been pretty pointy at one point but i think over the the time <laughs> over time it's gonna erode and like i think there's at least hey, a, he's pretty old he's not as pointy as he used to be <laughs> don't don't read into that too much um sorry yeah but i i want to sleep in the most exotic places Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So on top of the pyramids, um, in Buckingham Palace, in the White House, uh, you think the White House is exotic? <laughs> well, I mean, not. I, I'm I've, just joking with you. I there's only it. been, you know, maybe a hundred people that have ever slept like in the president's room. <laughs> as far as we know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. As as far as we know, documented people. How many presidents were there? <laughs> yeah, forty six plus one. If if you do a point five mistresses per president on average, <laughs> I, I don't know. But besides that's uh, that's besides the point. Okay, so White House pyramid, Buckingham Palace. One more. Um. Taj Mahal, I think Taj that would be good to sleep in. So why sleep? Uh, again, it, it's a it's an odd fascination of mine. <laughs> I like when when I was a kid, I would make a snow cave, mm-hmm. and I'd make it pretty big, as big as I could as a kid, you know. Yeah. Um, and it got to the point where I could fit inside of it, like without any part of me being outside of the snow. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I want to sleep in here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, or in a tree, when you climb a tree and you're sitting up there and you think, I want to sleep up here. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one on the, on the planet that has this th- fascination with sleeping in places. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one of my first thoughts whenever I'm in a new, pretty, exotic place. 
It would be cool to sleep here. <laughs> Gosh dang it, fish. I wish I could live in your world for like five minutes. <laughs> um, let, let me know if, if, if you also have this uh, fascination, you listeners. But... Um, is there a diagnosis for what fascinates you? Like, we got phobias for what gives you fear. Right. And then there's like... Philias? Well, there's philias for like, you know, the gross stuff. But then... Oh, yeah. There's... I was I was going to be like, maybe I'm a necrophiliac. But like, no, 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 a fic- maybe no we'll, we'll have to look right. it up a fun a funnel a funnel you got a sleep funnel um <laughs> but besides sleeping i think i would have the majority of my time just doing random art projects and art installations okay um so i was thinking of filling up old faithful with paint and letting it explode and then taking a drone shot of what it looks like Um, or painting a whole city one color (laughs) finding every can of paint that's like one shade red or something Mm -hmm. and just painting a whole city red so hard like (laughs) but painting is easy like the Sherwin Williams thing, where yeah. it's like painting the world—that's easy. <laughs> Finding the right shade of red for yeah, yeah. all those buckets—that's gonna be tough. I found it, Vermilion Red. <laughs> Some hidden white uh, warehouse underground, right yeah. next to the Ark of the Covenant, just full of like the perfect shade of red. <laughs> hundreds of thousands, hundreds of, of thousands of buckets of red paint, <laughs> perfect, yeah, ready to paint the town red. Oh, that's where it comes from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, have you ever seen that that guy that uh, gift wrapped bridges? Or like an island, no. What do you mean he gift wrapped? <laughs> what did he give <laughs> he, them to? He, he it was an art thing. He he found this bridge and he wrapped it in paper. He found a bridge. Well, he, I mean, he didn't. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> he wrapped it in paper. Yeah, and it was just like a an art thing. There's pictures online of. Oh, look up. Uh, I think his name is Christo. Uh, Christo uh, bridge wrapping. I'm looking this up right now. But he also did an island where he he wrapped an island in paper, in bright pink paper, um, and it looked really cool. But it was just a you know you know art project, and it took hundreds of people, probably a week to do. But if I was just by my lonesome, I could do it by myself, and it would take <laughs> a year maybe. But. Uh, It'd be worth it, I think. I don't know. Interesting. Now, not to be critical. Yeah. But I'm very actually interested to know why you would go with our projects if you're the only one there. Maybe you'll gain some insight because I'm not much of like an artiste. And, but when I think of like things that I make, I always think about sharing them. Whether that's completely benevolent or if it's to show off, it probably is on the latter. But that's why I'm wondering, like, if you were to make all this art as the only and last person on Earth, what do you think that would give you personally? Yeah, I um, I, I thought about Minecraft. Um, okay. So I 
I like Minecraft. I enjoy building things and creating mm-hmm. a cool apartment in a jungle tree or whatever. Um, <laughs> and it is, it's always fun to show people like, Oh, look at what I did. This cool tree house. That is true. Um, but uh, on the other hand, I just enjoy doing it. It's, it's fun to do just by myself, even if no one ever sees it. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is, I when I went to Southern Utah one time to do a just a camping trip, mm-hmm. I would do these art installations on a very miniature scale. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stacking rocks. Yeah. Or you know, I I found a a dead lizard carcass that had been dried up. Oh. Um, and it looked pretty cool. It was like kind of mummified and crispy, <laughs> you know. But I. <laughs> I placed it in like a very artistic way on this cliff and surrounded it with rocks and you know it was it was really pretty and then I left it and I I hiked away <laughs> and I think um I was maybe the only person to see that but there there's a satisfaction knowing that you put beauty into the universe um uh, and besides that um there's always the chance of aliens, right? <laughs> like I don't, I don't know what what it was that caused the humans to go away. Thanos snapped, and every everyone died but me. He forgot. It's yeah. not it's not fifty percent. It's ninety nine percent, and you just happen to be the. I'm so you, forgettable. You were the point zero zero one percent of germs that the that the hand sanitizer <laughs> didn't kill. Yeah, yeah. The Earth was hand sanitized. That's a meme. And you were you were alive. Yeah. You survived the purge. <laughs> it's either that or I'm just so forgettable as a person that Thanos did couldn't even think of fathom of someone so you know boring it, as me. You know what it was? It's just Home Alone. Everyone's just everyone just left and forgot you. Yeah, <laughs> mom. <laughs> I made my family disappear. disappear. <laughs> mom, I'm eating junk food and watching rubbish. You better come and get me. <laughs> yeah, I feel so, like there would be a part of me that would be doing that. But um, if it's a situation where there is alien life out there, mm-hmm. one day conceivably some some alien is gonna come to earth and see this bridge wrapped in my styrofoam or my aluminum foil or, <laughs> or something aluminum foiled bridge that's awesome um and they're gonna think what in the world happened here what what manner of creature did this I can see the two aliens getting out. Careful, Jenkins. It may be a trap. (laughs) (laughs) An entire city painted in red. You could probably see it from... I would love to make an installation that you can see from space. So, you know, they're circling the planet, trying to decide if this planet has life. Mm -hmm. And they see a big red spot. And they say, oh, yeah, (laughs) there's something intelligent here. Maybe what I would do is I would go to the Sahara Desert. You know how, like, in Castaway, he uses his feet and then eventually logs to set the spell help? Yeah. I would do that in the Sahara Desert. So so when the earth is turning and when you see the Sahara Desert, there's going to be a giant help (laughs) with an exclamation point just screaming to the rest of the universe, pick me up. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, I don't know how I'd make it. I probably would take all of the non-nuclear bombs and just drop them <laughs> until they spell out help. <laughs> Only trouble would be is that that sand would probably be moving so quickly that it would probably like cover yeah. itself. But I'd figure a way out. <laughs> yeah, I would do a place that was a little more less er- erosion uh warranted i want my money i want my help to last a thousand years (laughs) yeah i won't live that long it just has to last a hundred years or the 60 yeah maybe something (laughs) something around there i feel like if somebody hasn't come and picked me up by age 50 i wouldn't care yeah probably be like this is my planet get off you had your chance you wasted it get off my lawn you should have come when i asked you to (laughs) oh no no false alarm it clearly says health (laughs) (laughs) um that's all very good um in all seriousness though like it's funny and i'm not trying to bring it down or anything or go down a obvious path of like well yeah it would be sad but like if I were to wake up tomorrow and like the bed were empty and I go into work and there's nobody there, I would be devastated. And I feel like everybody would be, except maybe a select few. Um, and I think that's one of the things that like they had to bring in more people into Last Man on Earth because of like literally episode one. <laughs> yeah, literally at the, at the end of episode one, someone someone else comes in and he's no longer the last man on Earth. Mm-hmm. Because that's how we, I feel like part of our personal progress comes from other people. Right. And it's not like, it's not like everybody has like a conflicting conflict with other, that's how we smooth out. Like some people may view the world like that, that we're all just rubbing up against each other like little pebbles in a stream. And then eventually all of us are going to become smooth because that makes it sound like we hate each other. Yeah. You know? But there's a thing about like, I feel like part of our beings are social oh yeah and i think it'd be very interesting to see like we would have these plans but at what point in a realistic way would our minds just start to shut down because we've been alone for so long right well how long do you think it would take you personally to make a wilson (laughs) um oh wilson yeah volleyball from castaway i think I think by a week, I would start to be going crazy. And then after probably two weeks, I'd probably make a Wilson. Now, two weeks, probably. In all realistic, it will probably be anywhere from two weeks to a month when I break that volleyball out. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I would choose volleyball. Excuse me. I would probably, I don't know what I would choose. Or would you just do a mannequin like uh, in the show? (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't uh, Will Smith... Yeah, Will Smith uh, does a mannequin, too. Honestly, though, if we're just talking about people and not about life, I'd get a dog. Oh, yeah. That would be that would be my way to sanity, is I would get a dog. Probably a few, actually. I'd probably get as many dogs as I could get my hands on um, and just try to be their caregiver. Um, I wonder how far that would take you, like, if that's your only interaction with people or with a creature is dogs like how far would that take you i would argue that you would get not what exactly what you 
would need to be like a fully functioning social human. Right. But you would get enough. One, because dogs do need care. Like you would need to take care of them. You can communicate with them. They will listen to you if you train them. So there's an actual bond there. There's actual communication. They do understand us. And so I feel like that would be a thing. Now, if I was in a castaway situation, yeah, it would probably be two weeks. And I don't, I think in the case of, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his first name. It's Miller. It's something Miller. Philip. No. uh, Can't remember. I think it might be. I think it's Phil. I think it is Phil. Phil Miller. I don't know. We're probably Anyway. I argue that him making Wilson is what kept him sane. Some people argue that was the first sign of his insanity, but I believe that it was the part of him that kept him sane because one he knew he knows the entire time that's a volleyball right um and he gets angry about it at one point but then he like snaps two and then like well said and then yeah. after kicking him grabs him and says that he's, he apologizes but then when he loses him that's like why am i freaking crying over a freaking volleyball <laughs> i think oh. so many people have had that question yeah it's almost like a weird brain thing like why am i crying yeah over a volleyball (laughs) because the connection is there but the the thing that raises the the eyebrows like so like that connection was real like that movie is amazing because of that scene yeah but it was a volleyball Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but i think i don't know the full psychology of it but i feel like you have to have some sort of social interaction yeah. And yeah, there's a point where it's like, okay, you you're going cray cray, like you're talking crazy, Gunter, Gunter. <laughs> but oh. then there's a point where it's actually what's going to keep you sane. And so, if you're completely alone, yeah, two weeks before I break out the volleyball. But what about you? <laughs> yeah, I I think I could last a year, um, because I am sort of, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe I'll just go full full swing into it. Well, let me ask you this. When was the longest time you've ever been truly alone? I'm talking no communication with anybody. It's, it's, oh, I don't know. Um, That's a thinker because I don't know if a lot of people have ever had that. I'm talking no communication, whether it's right. negative or positive. Like, I don't know if a lot of people can talk. I don't know. That I've ever gone even a full day without any sort of communication. Um, like, I've gone camping, but it's always been with somebody. Right. Um, and if I go solo camping, I always have, like, my phone with me in case I need to talk to people. Mm-hmm. I've gone maybe a day without any communication with anybody. I That was my 25th birthday camping trip. Right. And... That was refreshing, but it was also deliberate. If I was forced to not talk to anybody for a year or longer, or it, that would be very interesting. Because I don't, I don't know if anybody can really truly study that or know what would happen. I'd be interested to know because I feel like the actual repercussions of it would be extremely negative. Yeah, like Russian sleep experiment negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um, it's like the anechoic chamber Mm -hmm. Uh, just total silence that's another one yeah um yeah so 
either one of two things. I'd either go a, a full year um, before I like actually mentally snap and I'm compelled to make a Wilson, mm-hmm. or uh, just right off the bat, I I make a Wilson just for fun. <laughs> it's almost at that point like an ironic thing like oh yeah i'm the last person on earth gotta make wilson i don't know would you do a volleyball uh in the first scenario yes just because i'm i'm trying to be cool or whatever i i thought about um like after i watched castaway i sort of wanted to make a, a wilson they sold them at the store yeah, they I think had, I've seen that. They had Wilson volleyballs where it wasn't actual paint, of course. It was just ink, but it was painted on the volleyball. Yeah, that's fun. And and see, that's sort of like you felt such a connection to it that you wanted one for yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though you're not the last person on earth. Um, but if it was um, like a year and I was like actually mentally going... Mm-hmm. I, I think I may go with the Lars and the Real Girl situation and and have like a adult doll. <laughs> <laughs> not not like in a dirty way, <laughs> but just like <laughs> just as like my companion, you know. A, a pause as Jack gets his composure back. You gave up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was a good movie. The movie was amazing. <laughs> Lars and the Real Girl is an amazing yeah. movie. You get to see, um, you get to see him in a different light than what you normally see in most of his movies. Chunky Ryan Gosling. Chunky Ryan Gosling. He's awesome too. He that movie is very has a lot of significance to it. Yeah. Um man. <laughs> and 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 that's sort of another scene from that movie is where they just come and sit. Um he's sort of sorrowing and they just I we came to sit. Mm-hmm. Uh you don't have anyone to sit with yeah. if you're the last person on earth. Yeah. I think that's what we get people. People would think like, "Oh, I could do this and this is great," you know? But even yeah. in Home Alone, like he missed his family. Even when he had this like fixation that they were bad and they were rude to him, there were still things that he missed about them. Yeah. And yeah. Well, and we didn't even get into the 400 or so nuclear power plants that <laughs> are going to blow up in 10 years without regular maintenance. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> or the... You know, the cities would just like start decaying and it would be a dangerous place to be in because buildings would fall on you within yeah. a decade, probably. Think so? I think so. Without regular maintenance, hmm. uh, I think it could decay pretty quick. I'd be, that would be interesting to me. Place bets with myself looking at that building. <laughs> yeah, I give that building 10 years. Looks like a tenor. <laughs> and then come back in 10 years it's still there dang it i owe myself five bucks <laughs> yeah oh i burn all the money burn all of it all of it i put it in another empty pool and i burn it i just have this constant fire of money <laughs> <laughs> oh now we're back into the pool thing 
and I'd keep one dollar to myself. Well, you see this a, a souvenir. This dollar represents the entire U.S. economy. <laughs> <laughs> this dollar can buy me anything. <laughs> that, that's good. I just find all of the banks, all of the dollar bills. I just set them on fire. <laughs> set them on fire. <laughs> We're not advocating anarchy. Oh no, this isn't anarchy. This is just this just tender destroying. <laughs> Which we are not advocating for either. Only in this very rare scenario. Only if you are the last person on earth do me, Jack, and Fish give you leeway to burn money. In other okay. words, just give it to charity or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's better uses than fire for your money. Well, do you have any takeaways from this? I don't know. It was sort of just a fun. This one was, yeah, this, I think this podcast was more fun than like too insightful because I feel like it's pretty obvious to most people that like this is a horrible situation. Should it ever really arise? And once we get over the trauma of being the last person, if we could like somehow hone in on like a lighter mindset for the rest of our lives then we could do all this fun stuff yeah um i don't know is there anything you got out of it Uh, yeah i I sort of it dawned on me that we can be social with animals and like i've always known that but it it dawned on me that they might be um if not uh entirely sufficient then suitable i don't know yeah you uh, could survive if you if you were radagast you could survive yeah if you learn how to be radagast you could survive in that world so all you fellow bushwhackers go and adopt a, a pet and and make sure that they have someone in, in their world so that they're not the last creature on in their world give them a loving home yes for us yeah <laughs> <laughs> very good Anyway, please be sure to subscribe and to follow us on all of our platforms and please share. Do all the things. Do all those things. Thank you for joining us on this Bushwhack. I'm Jack. And I'm Fish. And you all have a wonderful day. like to take a moment to thank our supporters caleb l shelby and michaela we couldn't do this without you you're amazing and we'd like to thank you our listeners for making us feel loved and wanted we sure do appreciate you